Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z girlies. Welcome to another episode of the Gen Z girlies podcast. I am so excited this week because we have another amazing guest with us. Um, and we were just chatting a little bit even now, and I am just really excited for you to hear kind of all about her journey and what she's done so far. Um, so I think it is really amazing and will be so helpful, but, um, like I think you know, if you've listened to past episodes, I do kind of like to let our guests jump in a little bit and introduce uh, introduce themselves. So um, Gen Z Girlies guest, if you just want to kind of maybe just like tell us your name and what is it you kind of, what is it you do? What is it that makes you stand out? And what, what does that look like for you? And um, yeah, we can go from there. Yeah, so a little bit about me. I'm Natalie Neptune. I'm actually currently still undergrad at Penn State University from actually a Commonwealth campus in Harrisburg. So I have one more class to kind of complete and I'll be done pretty much. So doing that virtually. A little thing about me is I'm actually a civil engineering major um, at Penn State University. So kind of from the um, underrepresented part, when I kind of touch in later a little bit more about like my career aspirations. And so, yeah, a little bit about me is like civil engineering major. On the side, I do content creating, um, as mentioned, like, and you'll see probably like on my LinkedIn page, I'm a top LinkedIn voice for next gen. So through that, I like to post a lot of different content actually about the building global community, particularly through group chats. That's kind of like my niche okay. kind of thing. But I also like to touch upon venture capital. So yeah, that's a little bit about what I like to do. That's awesome, Natalie. That's so cool just to hear a little bit about your background and like what it is kind of that you're doing. And I love that you're saying about um, kind of, you know, LinkedIn top voice and then kind of the VC work you're doing. And I really love what you were also saying about global community, because I think that's something that's like really important to me as well as I think what global community looks like and kind of how it looks to you know, approach that, that kind of community in like a global sense and how like that opens up your, your like your life so much. So I think that's such a cool, like facet of what you're doing as well. And I I think you said that you do that through like primarily like group chat. So I would love to hear a little bit more about like, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? And um, how did you get started Mm -hmm. with that? Yeah, so actually, I'm known as the group chat queen, even when I go to VC events and entrepreneur events, people are like, Oh, I seen you as the group chat queen. So that's like my personal brand that I created for myself. And going back to how I even like created it, um, kind of it's been years in the making throughout like college and my experiences. But a lot of it goes back from actually um, joining a group chat. So really was the Gen Z VC community that Megan Loyce created. She's pretty much the Gen Z VC queen. She is like my key role model. So joining her chat with 20,000 people, that's when I didn't even know what VC was. And that was literally 
only the beginning of 2022. So all of my journey has been in a very under two years wow. that I've got a top VC working for a top VC firm um, already. So um, yeah, so going back to the beginning part was like, I joined her group chat, didn't know what VC is, had to side Google it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could do like networking for fun because it's something I always love to do and that you can actually help people, help founders, like by giving them, of course, like money investment, but also on the platform side, giving them the skills they need, you know, build talent, you know, community is a big part. And then also, you know, like there's ESG, there's business operations, and um, there's so much different aspects, even on the platform side, which is another aspect of VC. There's platform, and then there's also like the investing side, being an analyst and associate. So the fact that VC is just so diverse um, on how you can help. Um, a founder is something that I was like, okay, I'm in this for life. I already know what I want to do. So that's a little bit like how I kind of even got into building my brand. And specifically what you were talking about, Maddie, going back to global community. Um, so a lot of, I'm actually a born and raised Pennsylvania person. I'm okay. a domestic student. So Penn State, um, the reason why I went to Penn State is because, and particularly Penn State Harrisburg, is because they had a large international population. So going a little back into high school, I actually was accepted into a world IB school. So along with my high, regular high school diploma, I also got an IB, which stands for International Baccalaureate. And that is pretty much, as you know, a lot of people such as the, the, a lot of the audience here may have took AP classes. There's also um, IB. So IB is basically a diploma that's accepted globally worldwide. So for college, like if I wanted, like I really love South Korean culture, I could have applied for a college um, in South Korea instead of like maybe one in the US. So through that, like my experience at Penn State, I found community was actually with mm -hmm. international students, even despite being domestic student. I really vibed and connected with domestic students from all over the world, from like China, Taiwan, Nepal, you know, Malaysia, Indonesia, like pretty much like everywhere. That's where I found my sense of community and global community as being one of the few domestic students always hanging out with international students. So when you look in my website, that's how I really built my mm. personal brand um, was building global community connections because you realize we're all really the same you know like even all these cultural conflicts like it happens like in every single culture yeah definitely no I, I I love kind of hearing kind of that take both on VC and global community and I guess I would have two different sides that I, I would love to touch on first I mean I think first just like talking about global community and like how you're approaching that I love um that you've kind of found that that's important to you, even though like you are here, like in the US, like domestically, but like being able to seek out those connections and still build that. I think that is so incredibly special. And I think that even talking about like founders and startups and what that looks like is, um, I mean, so much of what startups is, is that you're not, you know, just building a startup for um, just for the US, you're, you're looking to build, you know, these, these global startups, these startups that are going to be all over the world. And so I think that that's so true is that like, finding that global community is not just important for even your own community or getting to know people, but it's so important for business and startups and like what that looks mm -hmm. like and different ideas. And so I, I think that's so important. Um, and like how that all ties into VC. Um, and then I guess I would also say 
on the VC side. So I think we heard a little bit of kind of like mm-hmm. what VC looks like and how there's like lots of different fields and ways you can go in. Um, let, let's say like for someone in our audience who has mm-hmm. no idea what VC is, might be like like you were when you just, just got into the, the Gen Z VCs group chat. How would you, like, what does VC stand for? Um, what is, if in very basic terms, what would you say, um, it, it, what, what does VC do? Yeah. Yeah, so um, VC, I would like to say, just stands for venture capital and is literally early stage investing. So an example I like to always pull up as like you or your friends may be like a finance major or a business major. A lot of times like you'll see your friends, they kind of want to roll into either become an IB, which is investment banker, you know, think Goldman Sachs and all those big um, companies or wealth management. Those are usually the two avenues people really look into. And that's all the public, public markets. So think about it. Like, I bet a lot of you guys are also owners of some stocks. So think, you know, the top ones, like there's like Google, you know, um, Amazon. As you know, a lot of you guys may be interested also in Netflix and stuff like that. Those are all like public companies. So you can actually own that stock. Um, So looking into venture capital is actually early stage. So it's looking into before the company is public. So that's the private market part. So that's even earlier than you buying a stock, you know, from your from Netflix, from maybe watching one of your TV shows. You're like, oh, let me own a stock from this. So it's like early stage investing. And I like to say, like, um, this is where it's more like high risk um, because it's early stage. You're not necessarily sure if this startup is going to um, succeed or not. Like Google, I like to always bring up as example, like they had to have people that believed in their idea when they had minimum, you know, returns, minimum kind of even metrics and stuff. So um, yeah, overall venture capital is just early stage investing actually is a firm of private equity. It's just early stage. And it's after like angel investors, which you'll, you probably may have heard of is a single person that decides to invest in um, a company or startup that they like. For example, I could become an angel investor, um, accredited investor after, of course, certain certifications and I can invest, okay, thousand or a couple thousand, whatever I want to put into, into um, a startup as my own. And then right after that, you'll look into VC, which is a firm. So that's a big, bigger company. As I said, going back to Goldman Sachs, it's just like, just like a firm, but in private markets. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, I mean, that's a great, I think, explanation of kind of like what that process looks like. And I think helps to kind of clear it up too for someone who like might not know exactly like what venture capital is and kind of what that process looks like. So I think that's just a great way to kind of explain that. Um, I, I guess also, so I, I think it's really cool how you've managed, you said within two years kind of to go from not knowing anything to having, you know, this um, internship at like one of I think you were saying like one of the, the major VC firms. And so I think that our, our audience would love kind of like what, like what were the steps you took to, to go from not, you know, knowing anything and then taking that to, oh, well, I've got this internship. And what were the steps that you took kind of to get to that point? And then when you did get to that point of having that internship, do you, were there any like major, um, any major lessons you learned or things that um, would be helpful for someone to know, like if, if they take the same steps and get to that same place. 
Yeah, so I can take it step by step. So number one, this was early 2022. As I said, I joined that group chat with 20,000 people. It was um, Megan Lois Gen Z VC group chat. So that was a Slack channel. As I said, I Googled VC, didn't know what it was, found out this is literally my calling. And then I would like to say it was like, a since this was also during school, a couple months from that, number one joined, um, Megan Lois had a mentorship program that she was running. So actually, even before that, let me not get ahead of myself. <laughs> there was actually um, uh, her... Well, it was like a mentorship program, but it was actually for people that were just generally interested in DC. Um, That was like kind of more the second step that I took. But before that, I actually, she had actually a community manager kind of position that she was looking for for her Slack channel. And in that, she was like really kind of interested in finding someone to manage her couple thousand Slack community. So of course, I did a lot of community managing as I had run over like 200 plus group chats um, through different organizations, different startups, and even a lot that I run through my own and also through Penn State. So of course, I applied for that. Um, I didn't get that. But I also with through the opportunity, I was able to get an internship um, not internship or interview with Megan Lois. So that's when we were able to meet one-on-one and we found that we really vibed. Um, so fast forward or a couple months from that, when I was talking about a little bit earlier was the mentorship program. I applied for that. I got in and through that, um, I noticed there wasn't a group chat for all like a hundred plus of us that actually got accepted. So I kind of DM'd the team and through an email and Megan Lois actually let me be the community lead for that mentorship program. And through that, um, I was able to have a lot of one-on-one chats with people from all over. There was even a guy there. He's um, very famous in Malaysia. So we had a really good talk about talking about, you know, the Malaysian startup um, economy. Then even some guy I met that now we talk like all the time, that's more based in California. Um, We were able to talk a lot. So overall, through that experience, I was able to meet a lot of different people. And then um, after that, for for a little bit, a couple months more into the 20, into the late 2022 stage, that was really when I joined Gen Z Scouts, which was uh, created by Jonathan Chang. He's a known um, owner of a syndicate and everything and very popular known as the venture guy on TikTok. He's very active on social media. And I joined his program that was for people like kind of from underrepresented populations to get into VC. And through his program, that's when I actually learned what is VC. So this was during class during the fall of 2022 that I was kind of taking this program where week by week he had people from major firms come in and kind of be like, kind of tell us the basics of what like VC was. And that was like really helpful for me to build number one, my personal brand which was what I built through that. And I was able to even get a viral Twitter post that each, even even Jonathan like shouted out me and our little Slack community that I was able to get a lot of deal flow through for that program. Mm-hmm. And that was a really good opportunity for me to learn what VC is. And I was able to connect with a lot of those partners that were, he had on as guest speakers. And I wrote, I had, I, that's when I created my own newsletter. 
And I was able to meet with some top investors and write about them, of course, with their permission and be able to post it on my newsletter. So I have my whole experience with Gen Z Scout kind of documented in my newsletter. Um, And then going fast forwarding into like the early 2023, Megan Lois actually had her VC 101 course, which is actually still open to anyone that wants to kind of see her kind of basically doesn't know any if you don't know anything about VC. You can always join that course because um, it's all open. And I was able to join that as a community manager, which had over a thousand people in the wow. whole program. So through that, I was able to meet one-on-one with a lot of people ranging from Gen Z all the way to like the boomer age of people that were in that community. So I did a lot of community engagement, which is volunteering um for Megan Boyce uh, Gen Z VC community and then going into what I said what I just finished up was the HBCU VC fellowship yeah. program that's how I got my VC internship at Seven Wire Ventures wow. which is like the top digital health firm like in the U.S. So I was able to get the opportunity Absolutely. I know about that one that one that's really impressive definitely yeah, I was able to get that like as an undergrad, as a lot of the other interns were actually in their MBAs and were millennials. So it was really kind of, sh- I was able to shine light on like the Gen Z way of things of my views on content creating and using that to build community and created this whole like 35 point, 35 page PowerPoint that I actually shared with a lot of the people at the firm and actually was even sent to the partners on building community. Uh, Because, you know, a lot of times people don't understand as Gen Z as a lot of the audience may feel like that are content creators, people that are older, you may not value what you're doing as Mm -hmm. much. But once you show them visually, through a PowerPoint, through whatever, it was really like helpful. So going back to the audience that probably is like, okay, what can I do? Like how, mm-hmm. what can I do to kind of get into like the VC field? Um, the big thing I just say is it helps just meeting as many people as possible. So a lot of people don't know. Yeah. I actually had over a hundred plus coffee chats with people that were in VC they were um, interested in VC and some people that were just founders. So I had a lot of interaction with people before I even got my internship during the fall of 2022 and a little before that in the summer of just meeting people from in that community and a lot of founders and people that I was just interested in. And through that, I was able to figure out kind of like, what approach and what take I should do, what next steps I should do. And that's how I learned that building number two, my personal brand, I would very recommend people to build their own personal brand to be able to stand out. As as we all know, VC something is very the hot new thing. I know you should be used to be like volunteering for a nonprofit now is like breaking into VC. So it was really helpful to be able to build your own personal brand to differentiate yourself from everyone else that's trying to apply for the same thing, like you or your friends or someone that you may know. Yeah, no, I think that that's all like such amazing advice. Um, I think kind of going back to, I think the two things really st- like stuck out to me, but like, I think what you were saying kind of in the beginning about like 
Um, even how you interviewed for that position at the first time and you didn't get it the first time, but just interviewing got you those connections that eventually kind of led to everything else. And I think that's so important to remember, you know, with interviews as well. And what I remind myself too, when I'm interviewing is that um, it's of course, you know, you, you want the job that you're interviewing for, but sometimes an interview is how you get your foot in the door. Um, and like, that's how you make those connections. And so um, I really, I think, I think that is such an important point to, to point out. And like, also it can make you feel a little bit better, you know, cause to be honest, interviewing, it can be a huge process, you know? And like, if you're, you're interviewing at four different places, sometimes you can be like, Oh my gosh, this is so much work. And what's going to be the return on this. But, you know, like having that knowledge of like, okay, but, um, it's, it's about getting a job, but it's also about these connections I'm building and getting my foot in the door and getting my name out there. And, um, that can be just as important as, um, the other ways as well. So like you were saying is kind of just networking and how like those can get you so many opportunities. Uh, I think that is so important. Um, and I also really, love what you were saying too when you were saying about in your internship like as that you were you were you know one of the younger um interns there and that most of the other interns were maybe millennials or in their MBA um and that like sometimes and I think this is a very uh true factor as well is that right now it can be sometimes a little bit hard to be taken seriously you know as a Gen Z or um as someone who may be the youngest person in the room you're always going to be fighting you know a little bit more of a battle there um, but I love what you said about, okay, yes, like that might be true, but it might just because, be because they don't understand yet what I can bring to the table and they don't understand yet like how this is important. And so I love how you were saying that you you put it into, you know, a 35 page PowerPoint, you, you helped take that extra step and you translated your own, you know, kind of um, what you're bringing to the table into a way that um, th- they can understand it. And I think that is also so important as of being able to realize like, hey, just because someone else doesn't see that this is important right now doesn't mean that it isn't. And I'm going to show them and I'm going to um, make sure they understand that it's important. So um, I think that is um, such a cool way of, first of all, taking initiative, which I think is so important, but also um, just jumping in and showing that, hey, Gen Z, we actually do have some great ideas that are going to make some huge, great impact. So I think that's something to definitely applaud and great advice for sure. Yeah, so yeah, that was pretty pretty cool like experience that I had overall and little bit backstory was how I even got into entrepreneurship. Yeah, I would love it was to. actually during COVID. Yeah, it was during COVID, you know, when you know universities kind of kicked people out of campus and out campus and I know that was particularly devastating for a mm. lot of international students that like had to quickly figure out okay, like, should I broom with someone here? Or should I take the flight back home, which was, you know, a couple thousand dollars, you know, go back home. And like, during that time, I was home. And luckily, I was a domestic student. So I was able to go back home, kind of build myself up while taking those virtual classes. And I learned about entrepreneurship was actually through a UC Berkeley startup, it was in consumer social that I was actually hired on as an intern, Mm. the only one on the East Coast. So it was all in um, CST time zone, well, there's central and then, yeah, CST time zone. So through that experience, I was actually a paid intern, which I was really shocked. I was able to learn a lot about user engagement because they had over 350 plus universities 
in US and Canada on the platform. It was more like one of those apps where you try to meet you try to get your roommate, try to meet people in your university. So they had a lot of the class of 2025, class of 2026 kind of crew trap. So you could kind of like meet people um, in your class since we were, a lot of people were virtually. And through that platform, I was able to learn a lot about user engagement, how mm-hmm. to engage people, which led up to me creating my brand. And I loved it so much that I actually applied for this was actually through cold email, cold emailing, cold emailing really helps. Yeah. So I, uh, through cold email, got my second internship was also through UC Berkeley kind of startup that was actually based more from South Korea. So through that, it was a really cool opportunity to engage with a more global brand where we did a lot of things like blog writing and creating content. So that was really like really helpful for me even to get to eventually learning about what VC is fast forwarded to 2022. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think that's really interesting kind of hearing about what that has looked like for you for sure. Um, And I think, yeah, like kind of the idea of how, you know, VC and entrepreneurship, like they're kind of, you know, like uh, two sides almost of like the same coin, you know, they're so like hand in hand, which I think is so um, such a cool aspect as well is that like, you can kind of really see like which way, you know, like you fall, you fall towards more and which way you have a little bit more affinity with, but there's, there's, you know, so much room and so much freedom of like what that looks like, you know, kind of to get into that. Um, and I guess I would love to, I think you said earlier that uh, you kind of loved VC because it was kind of, you know, like you could just um, do networking for fun, which I, I, I kind of love that, that visual and that idea um, and kind of just like talking about networking as well. So I know, I think we may have mentioned it very briefly earlier, but so you are a LinkedIn top voice right now. So, which is, first of all, congratulations. That's amazing. Um, but so what is that like? encompass I guess for you so I know that's like you know some like content creation and like what that might look like I guess that is like the the like the professional networking side of content creation but how did you get started on that um I guess yeah what does that all look like for you I think that LinkedIn can be a little bit intimidating to some people sometimes Mm -hmm. so um I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey on LinkedIn there yeah, so it's actually funny. I mentioned the same person I've been saying throughout the podcast. It was actually Megan Lois who that. told me to, um, she gave me the advice of, you know, trying to get media attention. And also, she hyped up a lot on Twitter, like posts on LinkedIn. There's not enough Gen Z people posting on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn's very friendly and welcoming to people that post consistently Mm. especially from our generation gen z on there so i i used her advice and started posting more on linkedin making it more kind of consistent and then i honestly i never would have expected with considering i had around like twenty thousand followers um at that point um around that point probably heading towards the 3000 but still not even hitting 3000 
um, I was able to get a reach out from someone from the LinkedIn team that they wanted to do an interview with me. And I was like, okay, sure. I didn't really, it's funny. I didn't even know what the top LinkedIn voice was (laughs) at that point. I didn't even know it existed. So I was like, oh yeah. And then of course, after the interview, I did my usual after a couple hours following up immediately doing an email and uh, one of the things I love to use is Pineapple, mm. which is a startup that's based in I- in Ireland. And that's what I kind of use to showcase kind of my story of how I started out, you know, as a Penn State student, all the things I did from student government. I did a lot for the international student office, like Penn State Global and stuff like that, showcasing my whole journey because I... It can be really confusing as like the audience knows like everyone to kind of try to see what was your journey like, but this showed it more in a visual sense, just like how an Instagram story is, but all paired together showing your life story. So I kind of use that also in the, in the email that follow up email and Basically, through that process, I eventually got email like talking about how eventually get the notification that the top LinkedIn voice kind of like pops up on your profile. And it was kind of really interesting because now that I'm talking to a lot of other top LinkedIn voice, because a lot of them reach out now pretty um, regularly and talking to them that actually I didn't know it was so like people really want to become a top LinkedIn voice and they have like what four times, five times the amount of followers I do. So I think it really speaks to the personal brand I built, Mm. the group chat queen, which you'll see that they really highlight talking about that because it's something I guess unique thinking about how you can use group chats to become, you know, find your career and find your, find yourself kind of thing. Absolutely. No. And I, yeah, I love what you're kind of talking, like touching on too about personal brand. Cause I think just in our last episode too, we talked a little bit about that. And I think it's so true that that is, you know, like such an important thing that I think can be really overlooked a little bit on what, you know, like, yes, you can do all these things, but also like, what's that, what's, what's your edge there? Like, what's your personal niche? Like, how are, how are you coming off to people and being perceived? And I think that, um, I think you're totally right is like just as important kind of as um, what you're creating. So I like, I, I think that's so helpful kind of hearing about like a little bit of what that process looks like, but also just the fact of like, just starting, you know, of like, you just took some advice and just started doing it and then look where it's led. And of course, like, you know, like when you started, you, you, you had no, you know, no idea where it was going to go and who, who has any idea where anything's going to go when you start. So I think that's like, just also such a good lesson on, um, just because, you know, you can't see the end of the tunnel or just because you can't see the reward of the trophy, like right now, like don't, don't stop and don't give up because you'll never know like where you went. And I think that is such an important aspect to kind of like lean into as well. Um, so I, I think that is so cool to hear about. Um, and I guess kind of just like jumping a little bit off of, so I think we've talked a little bit, you know, about like the group chat um, queen and a little bit of like, uh, like what VC looks like and being a LinkedIn top voice and Gen Z VCs and kind of how all of that has looked. It sounds like you have kind of a lot, you know, going on in your life and um, lots of networking, lots of business things, lots of taking these like kind of steps. And um, I mean, even I know from like a personal kind of point of view that that can be a lot to balance in that way. So I guess like as you are kind of navigating all of that side on the business side, like 
what does it look like for you to kind of like balance having a life with building your career? And do you have any tips for um, those listening on what that could look like? Yeah, so I'm going to probably say something that is very controversial, especially with a lot of things that have been popping out about like work life balance and stuff. So I actually am not a believer of work life balance. Okay, okay, yeah, tell us. I believe in what it's called actually, an MBA intern when I was interning, it's called work life integration. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that because when you see as a lot of the viewers may have seen a lot of times in venture capital, people combine their family. Like I know at the firm, I met so many of like the founders of the firm, like their family, their, their wives, their kids, like all at their, at basically the firm at their kind of after work events. It was like really interesting. And it made me realize like, I'm not alone. Mm. I may be kind of maybe the minority that kind of believes in kind of like working, not all the time, but most of the time, but it's more like work and life are integrated together. So Mm. they're not separate. Because a lot of people are like, what do you do for fun? Well, as even you've seen the previous episodes, a lot of people do content creating content creating takes so much time Mm -hmm. as like some people are like, you know, YouTube famous, you know, they had to spend a lot of time, even if they hired other people, you know, to help them as video editors as a previous episode or something like that. Like, it just takes like a lot of time. And for me, I love to do coffee chats. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite thing. I love doing coffee chats and meeting people all over the world. So you know, that takes a lot of time. But for me, it's fun. All this stuff is fun. It brings enjoyment to me. So I think it's finding a good like medium. And I feel like as I also worked for career services, everyone has, you know, everyone has different passions and everyone has a different path. Like I know today we're talking about venture capital and personal branding. That may not be your thing. And that's like totally like, okay. And I'm big of saying it's okay. Like if you believe more in work-life balance, I know the lazy girl kind of trend kind of starting to kick off, which isn't actually really lazy when you think about it. If you're accountant sitting at a desk, you know, at a family office, you're still working. Maybe more than nine to five, that may be your thing, you know, working at a company, Google, whatever, like that may be your thing. I just know for me and the path that I want to take, work-life integration is really crucial for me. And that gives me, you know, sense of mental clarity and everything. Um, so everyone's, you know, mental health journey is different. And for me, I've always been this way. So yeah, no, I, I, I love that, Natalie. And I think that's such a good point, too, of like, you do kind of have to figure out what works for you. And like, you then you kind of just have to pursue that and be okay with that, and like what that looks like. And I think it is um, a, 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 a real truth too. maybe a, a little bit of a harsh truth. But like, also a real truth is, um, we just had this interview the other day as well with um, one of the co-CEOs of Alinea Invest. And um, she yeah. she said something on there, which I actually really agree with, which I think it is a harsh, a harsh truth, but um, at least like in startups too, and, you know, kind of on VC too on that end is that there really, sometimes there isn't work-life balance that you can have. And like, 
that career might not be the career path for you if you're looking for that nine to five, you know, office job or that one where you're going to, you know, have that kind of work life balance. And in that case, it might be like being okay with, you know, like work life integration. And I think that is um, so true. And like also something that is really important to us here at the Gen Z Girlies podcast of is telling that truth. Like we're not here to kind of sugarcoat, you know, these different career paths or sugarcoat what it's going to look like. Of course, you know, we want to showcase that there's so much good in like lots of careers too, but there's also um, not even downsides, but just differences that might be great for you or might not be great for you. And I think it's just knowing yourself and having that self-awareness to kind of understand um, where you're going to fall, you know, with, with whether that career is right for you or um, whether it might be something else that might be better for you. And so I actually really appreciate like you also being like a, honest and open enough to kind of say like, Hey, like, actually, um, this is kind of what I think. And this is what I've seen. And I think that's really so important. So um, thank you so much for just, you know, kind of that, that take on it as well. Um, And so we are kind of just also starting to wrap up the episode as well. Um, And I've loved kind of hearing just about, I mean, honestly, all these steps that you've gotten there has been so helpful is getting like these kind of inside perspectives too on what like what VC looks like and what it looks like to kind of be content creating on LinkedIn and everything that goes into that. Um, so I guess as we're kind of wrapping up, like, I think you also mentioned that you had a newsletter or you had your LinkedIn, but what, what are your um, best places to that our audience can get connected with you and maybe even like follow you connect with you? Because I think that you would be a great resource for um, the Gen Z girlies audience to have. Yeah, so I always suggest, of course, the LinkedIn because very active on that and I posted a lot so maybe like you can get some insight for that which is actually just my name Natalie Neptune which I say Neptune like the planet Natalie like Natalie Portman and also I have my Instagram is called the Natalie Neptune which you can get more insight of my experiences you know working with a lot of international students, having a lot of them are my friends, now posting a little bit more about my internship too on that platform. And also Twitter is like Natalie Neptune one, which is really funny. I don't know if there's another Natalie Neptune, but I got a little number one after that, my after the E in my last name. But those are the top platforms. So Twitter or as known as X, the, right the new the reband ones. branding of yeah. course the the inf- infamous yeah. rebranding I guess you could say <laughs> well Natalie that is perfect well I will have to I know that I follow you on LinkedIn but I will have to go grab your Instagram and Twitter too or like we said x now um because I would love to stay connected with you on those platforms too just because I mean even just like your your LinkedIn content has been so inspirational to me so I I want as much of your content in my life as possible um, but yeah, thank you so much, Natalie, for joining us. And I do always say for um, anyone in the audience who's listening, um, we would love to get connected with you as well here at the Gen Z Girlies podcast. So you can um, follow us on Instagram or we also have LinkedIn. Those are great places to get connected with us. And then um, feel free also to email us at our email, which is Podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. And I say, whether you want to send me a picture of your puppy or you want to give feedback, I would love to hear from you. So any thoughts you have, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And we would love that. But thank you again so much, Natalie, for coming on the episode today. I'm already so excited for this episode to release. 
Um, so ecstatic, but this was such a great episode and we really appreciate you being on today. Um, but Gen Z girlies again, thank you for listening. And this is Maddie and Natalie signing off.